0: Hey everyone, welcome. This is Devo with Jamie and Patrick, and this is Jamie here. As you might notice, we're uh, hanging out, um, actually closer to each other than we've been. So we're in the same room recording, which is a whole new world. That's why I don't have headphones on. It's been a (laughs) long time, Pat, since I haven't had headphones on. Yeah, uh, we only recorded one of these
1: Devo's in person. The very first one. After
0: that, we only recorded on Zoom. Yeah, so here we are. We're live in the flesh. And Pat, what what passage of scripture are we going through today? We,
1: now we don't pick the scripture passages we go through on Sundays. Right, That's part of like uh, the lectionary, it's one of those texts. So we don't pick it, but you can go and look at the lectionary texts coming up and know exactly what we're gonna talk about each day,
0: Sunday. Each Sunday. You you could know each Sunday. There are several passages, so you'd have to pick like one of three or four. But you could you could find it. Yeah. And
1: today we're looking at Second Peter chapter three Ooh. verses eight through fifteen. So a little ch- chunk right in the middle, a little section right in the middle. Yeah. And uh, I will go ahead and read this one for us today. Let's do it. Second Peter chapter three, starting at verse eight. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is now, oh, excuse me. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then dear friends, since you're looking forward to this, make sure ooh, it's not sure make every effort to be found spotless, blameless and at peace with him bear in mind that our Lord's presence means salvation. Just as our dear brother, Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. There's a kind of a, a seems like a similar theme from last Wednesday when we talked about Micah a little bit, mm-hmm. some, uh, some advice from the Lord, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, tackling this just one verse at a time as we always do starting at verse eight, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends with the Lord. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day.
0: Yeah. I, a day is like a thousand years. I think for me, if I had to go to the mall and shop that day for a whole day, would feel like a thousand years. Absolutely. Yeah. that would That, be that would kill me that I might not make it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but what for me would a thousand years just feel like a day? Because it was just like so great doing, and I don't know if I have an answer for that. Maybe for you that'd be like surfing or something that you just really love to do. Yeah, I'd say like a road trip. A road trip. That's true. Yeah. Road trips are pretty. Road trips can go by like quicker than you think. Some people a road trip would be the opposite, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They would like think this is the worst thing ever. I'm dying in a car by myself. <laughs> um, Not for let me. Let me out. Let me out. You love it. <laughs> yeah, Pat. Pat would one day like to set the record for the cannonball run uh. from New York to uh, to Santa Monica Pier, or just to Santa Monica. Uh, I don't know it's how that the, works.
1: It's a hotel in Santa
0: Monica. Okay. So anyway, it's it's a street race the, that's illegal. But the Portofino. Yes. Hotel. Oh wow. Okay. You know a little too much <laughs> yeah. about this already. Um, he loves he loves road trips. He loves getting out there on the open road and not looking back, just forward. So. But but I think in this verse, we're seeing here that, that there's something going on and patience is involved, right? So, um, they may be thinking like, you know, God's not showing up when I want God to show up. Uh, things aren't happening as quickly as I want them to happen. And so, there's this reminder from Peter to be patient, which to me is so funny because if we think about Peter... In the, in the gospels, he's the least patient of all the disciples. Yeah. Right? Peter's the one who jumps out of the boat. Peter's the one who's kind of like putting his foot in his mouth at times because he just wants to like figure out what's next. Yeah. Peter's the one who takes a sword and cuts off the ear of the guard when they go to arrest Jesus. Uh, and he's the one who's who kind of could really use some patience. So there's irony in this that it's this is Peter telling us, yeah, to be patient, right? Yeah, and you're like, oh wow, sounds like God's been working on him, yeah, since those days to now, um, yeah, which is cool. But I love the next verse in it, right? That the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some <laughs> understand slowness.
1: Yeah, I am one person who. Gets I like hate slowness. I've I feel like I I live a fast paced life.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, slow computers bug me. Slow yeah, right, drivers right. bug me. Mm-hmm. Slow wave surfing bug me. I like going fast all the time. And so uh, <laughs> for me. It says, as some understand slowness, I am not part of that sum <laughs> like at all, but uh, I can respect that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise because I understand how God works. It's all yeah. everything is in God's timing, and i I am comforted by the fact that it says instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. It's like I know God's working in me, and I need I should not question his timing, even though my lifestyle is fast paced sometimes god is like really struggling to like slow me down almost
0: yeah um it, and it is it is interesting that you know patience is one of those things that i would see as a superpower almost mm. if you have patience there are some amazing things you can do yeah uh and you can achieve just mm-hmm. with patience i mean a great a great thing is like the stock market you know there's some people who want to go out and make uh, you know, triple their amount of money every like three weeks. And then there are those who are like, no, I'm going to take the long view of it. And and what, you know, people always say is the folks who kind of take the patient, steady approach are the ones who kind of have a pretty good guarantee that they're going to do well uh, in that arena. Um, and also just even like in relationships too, uh, patience can really pay off where yeah. you're, you have more consistency with people. Um, <clears throat> but we see here, that there's a reason that God is patient with his people, and that reason is that he doesn't want anyone to perish. Yeah, and this isn't a new idea in scripture, um, this is echoed in other places. This isn't the only place that this is in scripture, you know. The um, I think, I think it's my Bible has a little note here, let me look at it. Um, there's a verse that says, The will of the Father is that none should perish. Hmm. And there's even one here that we see in first Timothy that says, um, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of truth. So God isn't out there saying like, I want, you know, there's, there's people who are, um, apart from God and God's just going to come in clean house. And then we're good. Like we're still living here for a reason. And a part of that reason is that some people would come to know God. Yeah. Um and and God is giving them a chance. Right. He's waiting. He's being patient with them that at some point maybe they would turn to him. And Peter's acknowledging that fact here. He's saying there's some out there who it's going to take them a little time. Yeah. And God wants everyone to be with him.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and we forget that about God. Yeah. We think sometimes God like, oh God knows who's going to follow him and who's not. Uh why doesn't he just take care of it all? It's like, well, he's got a plan, you know. He's got mm-hmm. a plan. Yeah, Um, But it's hard. It's hard when you're in the middle of that waiting for that to kind of be seen. Yeah, and the part
1: where I struggle with this little passage as well is in verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Now, I read that and I immediately think I need to do more right now. I need to rush. I need to... Like, uh, preach the gospel to more people. I gotta share the love of Christ with more people. I got like, time's ticking, but and so I get I struggle because in verse nine it's talking about being slow, and then verse ten it's like, well, there's this anxiety to rush, yeah. But that's like, yeah. I feel like I have to really not read into it so much and understand that like God again
0: is always at work. Yeah, and I think there's there's two kind of competing, like you said sort of thoughts here. One is we look at God's actions. When God wants to get something done, he is going to get it done. And it's going to be like, you know, like a thief in the night, right? Like, so it's going to just happen. It's going to be bam, done. God's doing this. Uh, There's no turning back that happened. I know a lot of people have the little ring thing on their doorbell uh and so they can watch videos of people stealing their stuff <laughs> oh yeah which is funny to me i've watched a lot of those videos of people like oh look that guy stole my stuff and usually they don't know who the person is like it's probably even more frustrating to know that your stuff's stolen but then to know someone did it but it doesn't like show exactly who they are. There's like a picture, but everyone's wearing masks right now it's anyway. Like, it's like not like in a video game where the
1: character runs up and above them there's a little speech bubble exactly. that oh, says their name. It doesn't say what user uh,
0: <laughs> stole your uh, yeah. stole your gear. You know, and someone in our little neighborhood posted a video of their ring and someone went up to their front door, took a house plant or like a little like thing, it was a little thing they were decorating on the front of their house. They just took that down and they set it on the ground and then they walked away. Creepy. Weird. Hour later, <laughs> they came back, picked it up, and left. And they for the life of them, they're like, who was that? What were they doing? Like, yeah. we don't get it. I don't get it. It's kind of creepy. It's like a weird thing to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, wasn't like a valuable piece of, you know, whatever. It didn't matter, but it's just creepy that someone would steal it. Um, <laughs> but I think the point of that is is when thieves when a thief comes to take something, they're gonna do it. And yeah it's kind of like it's already happened. By right. the time you find out, it's like this is already happening. <laughs> yeah. So when God acts, God acts decisively and God acts quickly. When he acts, he's not He's not slow. He's being patient. And there's a difference between slowness and patience. He's being patient. Um, but he's also very definitive in what he does, right? So it, he says like, the heavens will disappear with a roar. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. The elements will be destroyed by fire. It doesn't say like, Your house will be destroyed by fire or the ground will be destroyed by fire. It's the elements, like the very building blocks of what we're made of will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. So it's kind of like you have creation at the beginning of the Bible where there's just water and God's calling things into creation. And here it's kind of like, the undoing of creation. Yeah. It's like, it goes from being like full down to being bare. Yeah. Um, and I think we should be a little, I don't know if terrified is the right word, but we should have a healthy respect for that day. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So there's the, so some of like your passion, Patrick, to want to share the gospel with people, to want to go out there and like, let people know that, Hey, Jesus cares for you, loves you and wants you to be with him for eternity. That's a good passion. And that urgency that you might feel in it is a good urgency. Um, However, there shouldn't be despair in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like a little difference because sometimes people will send that message like the end of the world is going to happen like now, like you need to, you know, do all these things. And there's this fear that they have. There's a despair that there's powerlessness in it. Um, and I don't think that's the message here. So let's continue because I think it, it explains <laughs> a little more, right? Yeah. Verse
1: 11, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? Well, that's a good question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So. You ought, and it answers it, you ought to live holy and godly lives, right? Yeah. Um, that, that logic doesn't necessarily make sense to me. It's like, since everything's going to be destroyed completely, how should you act? And, yeah. you know, for, for me, I'm like, ah, you know, I just freak out and run out of here. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm like, well, what are we doing recording this Devo? Yeah, yeah let's, like, let's get out of here right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and the, back in the Old Testament, you know, there's this famous verse. Um, uh, it's eat, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we'll be no more. Or we'll die. There'll be nothing to us. Yeah. And so that's like one way of looking at our human condition like Tomorrow or tomorrow or in the next life, there's nothing beyond that, right? We're gonna be no more. So why don't we just party? Yeah, and it's kind of it's it's it, the Old Testament's kind of asking that question. Well, why wouldn't we just party if there's gonna be nothing to us? Right. But what we know is there is gonna be more, and therefore, because the the earth will be no more, the elements will be destroyed by fire, the earth and everything will be laid bare. Um, because it's going to be destroyed in this way, we ought to be people who live holy lives, godly lives. And then verse 12, I'll let you read it. As you look forward to the day of God and speed, it's coming. Yeah. So that's (laughs) kind of an interesting thought, right? We're supposed to look forward to that day, to that destruction. Well, and there's like a,
1: I watched a TV show that had a lot to do with Philosophy. Hmm. Kind of an interesting subject. And this what this mindset kind of came up. Mm-hmm. Knowing that there will be an end to your life is the desire is what drives humans like us to do things. Right. If we lived for eternity and we we knew there was no ending, we would be bored and sluggish and never we would always say, Oh, I'll get to that tomorrow. Right. But now, like, because we know that the day of the Lord is coming, we have incentive to go and do something.
0: Right. And the people in this era, you know, like when this was written, we're talking about Peter. He was the guy who was walking around with Jesus. Yeah. Um, they thought it was going to happen like immediately. Yeah. And one of the first things that God asked them to do, that Jesus asked them to do, is to wait in Jerusalem for his people. Uh And so he, or not for his people, but to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to show up. And so they spent a good amount of time after Jesus died, um, like 50 days waiting, just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit descended on them and you have the church sort of growing into 3,000 people and all this stuff starts to happen. Uh, But there was a lot of waiting involved in it. But they were really convinced that like Jesus is going to come back and it could be tomorrow. Yeah. We, some 2,000 years later, have kind of lost that same thinking because we're like, well, he hasn't come back in 2,000 years, so probably it won't be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, But this is reminding us that when it happens, it's going to be quick and decisive, <laughs> and we need to live holy and godly lives. Yeah. I mean, even the second part
1: of verse 12 says, that day will bring about destruction of heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. It's right back to... Too, like verse yeah. 10. Uh, yeah. But, you know, verse 13, keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells.
0: Yes. So, and that's, and that see, that's where there's not despair in this. It's yeah. not that hey, everything's going to be destroyed, so just do whatever. It's God is going to purify the earth. Uh, his justice, his wrath is going to come down. Um, and we don't like to talk about that because it doesn't make us feel comfortable. Um, Well, it's not really supposed to make us feel comfortable, Uh, but the good thing and what we do know and where our hope is is that God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth uh, and that God does have a plan. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like. We don't know from scripture. Some people will tell us like, well, it's going to be exactly like this and this is where it's going to be and this is what it's going to look like. Um, We don't really know that. I mean, there's some like hints of of some things in the book of Revelation and uh some stuff even even here, there's a, a few hints, but really what we do know is that we get to be close to God and God's presence is yeah. gonna get to be um not just you know with us now as it is, but we can be in the presence of God, which is an amazing thing to even think about. Yeah. And then we get to live forever.
1: Yeah. And we know what we have to do. Verse 14. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Hmm. I mean, that's just exactly what, what what we need to do. Every
0: effort, spotless, blameless, and at peace. That is such a, a great a great way of putting those things together. Because I think what happens is, as we look at those words, "spotless," we're like, "I can't be spotless," yeah. right? Like. Yeah. I can't okay. do that on my I own. There's always all a over. spot, right? <laughs> Have you ever tried to you know, wash a window? Yeah. Um, it's hard to get a window completely spotless. Yeah. And that's even with all the right tools. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we, how can we be spotless? That's scary. Uh, blameless. How can we be, be blameless? But the last part is kind of cool. But to also be at peace with God. And yeah. we can be blameless and we can be spot, spotless only through the blood of Christ. And it's his blood that covers us that allows us to have that peace, allows us to not have blame and allows us to be spotless. And that's where we can have patience with the reality that everything will be brought to this elemental destruction.
1: Yeah, verse 15, bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also
0: wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. Dear brother Paul. Yeah. I love go. that Peter is referring to Paul in this passage because I think that's just cool that here's Peter who was the head of the church, uh, a disciple of Christ, an apostle. And now we have him mentioning Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament um, and who's kind of the modern or the, the really the first kind of author of Christian, Christian theology is Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how Peter just sees him as a dear brother. Yeah. Right. And he was the guy who was persecuting Christians and changed. Mm -hmm. So kind of a cool thing that that we know that these two are, you know, see kind of on the same mindset. Uh, They're kind of linked together in thought. Yeah. Um, I love that part. Bear in mind, right? The Lord's patience means salvation. Yeah, and I think that that
1: line not only the fact that Peter is quoting Paul, but like this whole section really revolves around the idea of patience means that that had a really profound effect on Peter's life. And he really took that to heart and believed Hmm. it and lived that, which is like really neat. It's kind of like a role model kind of thing for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I guess for all of us who are, who are listening to this, um, who are thinking about it, you know, if you don't know Jesus, uh, you just got to pray to him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like start,
1: yeah, just definitely. start,
0: you know, and, and what does that look like? Well, simply find a quiet place, uh, close your eyes. So you're not distracted and start talking to God and just be honest with God. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of the old school way of, of thinking about our salvation was praying uh, the sinner's prayer, uh, praying a prayer of repentance, which is where you just, you confess what you've done uh, and you give that over to the Lord. Yeah. And that brings you that peace once you give it to Jesus, knowing that Jesus died for you. So if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that's kind of some language people have used that I think is helpful. Um, what that means is that you're trusting him with the rest of your life and you're trusting him beyond this life into the next. Yeah. So you can absolutely do that. You can do that right now, wherever you're at. Um, and then the next piece of that is you need to connect up to some other Christian people to help you. Yeah, because it's like I said, this is never a solo sport. It's always a team, a team thing to be on, uh, to be a Christian to follow the board. So yeah, um, glad that you guys could all join us today as we talk about this, Pat. Yeah, the,
1: if you need help connecting with someone to talk about this, you can comment. If you're watching the video version. Or email us, our emails are in the description, wherever you are tuning into this, and we can help you out. It doesn't matter if you are in San Diego, like we are, or if you are in Washington. Okay, all right, Washington. doesn't matter where you are, we'll help you out. We have, (laughs) the internet reaches far. (laughs) Yeah. All right, thanks for tuning in. Bye.